0: high-end designer, or a lot of money to get a luxe look, be your own interior designer. This is Affordable Interior Design, the podcast. Here's your host, Betsy Hellman. Happy balmy winter. It is so lovely here in Connecticut. We've only had the lightest dusting of snow. Everything has been so tranquil and lukewarm to mild to just barely cold. Uh, I haven't even been wearing my coat this week. I understand that that might all lead back to climate change, which is not a good thing, but it has been a helpful thing for my mental health as I'm acclimating to our new state, our new environment, country living. I'm really glad we haven't had to figure out who gets the snow plow on our huge gravel driveway. I'm glad we haven't had to figure out, you know, how to de-ice our stone steps that are so slippery, I'm just glad we haven't had to figure out much of this yet because there's been a big enough learning curve, learning a septic system, learning propane, learning about a well. There's been enough to kind of take in. Also the hot tub. This hot tub is amazing and beautiful, and I feel so lucky to have it. I've been in it twice, and we've lived here for, I don't know, almost six months now, September, I guess that's not six, but anyway, we've lived here a long time. I've only been in it twice and I have no idea how to regulate these chemicals. I've had the people come back twice. It's a little bit above my pay grade or maybe I'm just not paying attention. Anyway, I peeled the top off yesterday because I'm like, oh, I am going to get in there and just relax for an hour, just a little bit of peace under the stars. I peel it back. The water is green, legit green. Like, am I going to have to empty this thing? I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I'm glad the weather is not a lot. And I realized that, you know, you guys have been asking very generously, very thoughtfully, Betsy, you know, how's your interior design process going? Do you want to show us after pictures? How about before pictures? And guys, I have no passion for finishing the design of my house right now. I am really stuck. And you know what, maybe I'm not stuck. Maybe that's the wrong way to put things. Um, I'm so busy with the logistics of my current interior design business, of the academy, everything that's going on with our rebrand, our expansion, that I just don't have a creative bone in my body right now. No part of me wants to pick out a rug or a pillow. I want to get on WordPress and make new pages and optimize my SEO. And because my analytical brain is just taking over right now, my creative brain has gone dormant and I don't even want to wake it up. I'm like, just let her sleep. She's tired. And she's working on so many other things. So I look forward to the day when I will have renewed creativity. I look forward to the day when I'm jonesing to pick out a couch. That day has not been any time recently and I'm not pushing it. I'm not pushing it. I have some client projects that I'm going to have to get jazzed about and I'm not sure how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to have to let this analytical Betsy take a rest soon. And speaking of, that means that we are hiring. So we are hiring a very experienced salesperson to sell our interior design packages, and we are also hiring an operations manager who will run the interior design business so I can focus on being creative and creating amazing content for you guys. So if either... Uh, One of those positions sounds like a fit for you or for someone you know. Have them reach out to hello at uploft.com. Once again, hello at uploft.com. We can send all the information regarding the job description, salary, compensation, benefits, etc. But we are really excited to get our new team members on board and working hard because I'm excited to spread a little bit of this work around. Guys, I always have energy to podcast and talk to you, so without further ado, I'm going to dig into your questions in the mailbag. The first question comes all the way from Dallas, Texas, from Lisa. Lisa writes, Hi Betsy, I recently purchased a dresser from CB2, which I love, but I think it could use more interesting knobs. I definitely have an eclectic style at times, so I'm wondering how to go about choosing. I found a few knobs, one from Wayfair, another from Anthropology, another from Urban Outfitters, but I have no idea how to choose the shape, the style, or the size. Should I stick to boring and basic instead? Thank you. All right. What I love, Lisa, is that you've sent me some pictures so I can really understand what you're working with here. So you've picked this four-drawer shagreen dresser from CB2. I've used it many times. It's been around for years. I really love it. I especially love the unique faux shark skin texture, and it's got this kind of gray charcoal wash to it. It's beautiful, and it has these very geometric square knobs. Now, as some of you may or may not know, I hate knobs that are not round. Anything that's square or oval or diamond, the reason I hate these types of knobs is because when they aren't Perfectly straight, and over time they will loosen, they will turn around, they will shift. Uh, anytime they're not perfectly straight, you can clearly see it. Unlike a round knob that always looks like a circle, whether it's a little bit loose or always tight, any other shape, be it a leaf, be it a um, flirtily will instantly betray the fact that it's not perfectly straight. So that is why I avoid sort of irregularly shaped knobs. And it's why these square knobs might drive me crazy. Now, when I am searching for new knobs, because I regularly update kitchen cabinets with new knobs and pulls or drawers, it could be a desk drawer. I'm actually doing my nightstand drawers right now because I love my nightstands. They're perfect size and shape for my space, but they have silver hardware and my new bedroom has brass hardware. So I want to change them out for something brass. Let me give you some guidelines to be thinking about when you're selecting the new knobs. The first thing is that this particular dresser has a brushed nickel base. So a silver type base that's not shiny, which means that I would want to use a silver type knob. Now I'm open to it not being brushed, even though I think my natural inclination would be to do something brushed. Um, But the examples you've shown me here, we have a few that are shiny, and then one that's a little bit more matte. So I would definitely go with the more matte. So the first thing you want to do is make sure that this metal finish that you're choosing for the knobs aligns with the metal finish for the piece itself if there's other components that are metal. The other thing I like to pay attention to is the diameter of the current knob. I like to replicate it because the proportion is correct. It looks good, right? Which is why the company sells it this way, which is why the furniture maker designed the piece this way. So I replicate the diameter of the knob. Many times the knob is 1.25 inches. That's pretty much the most common knob size that I find when I'm replacing people's knobs, 1.25 inches. The other very important thing to look at, which people often forget, is the base of the knob. Because when you take a knob off, sometimes, especially in this chagrin, there may be an indentation from where the previous knob, the basis circumference, has kind of dug into the material. You may also find in a painted nightstand like mine, that when you remove the knob, it's not consistent all the way underneath. I've had these nightstands for a while, and the sun has bleached them somewhat. And so the color under the pre-existing knob is a little bit different than the paint color now. You may also find that there's some damage under the knob, or you just never know, right? So you want to make sure that you pick a new knob that has a base diameter that's larger than the base diameter of the previous knob. That way it covers any of those imperfections that I just shared. And then lastly, and this is potentially the trickiest piece, is that you want to make sure that the style of the new knob is cohesive with the style of the piece. Now, this piece, this CB2 dresser, is very contemporary. Straight lines, very geometric, and that is why I'm not loving any of the knobs you've selected. The three knobs that you've shown me are all rather ornate. In my mind, they're more transitional or even eclectic. Now, I don't mind being a little bit eclectic with this very straight line, linear geometric dresser, but I wish that this had a little bit more of that severity so it didn't feel like you've put these random knobs on a piece and they're kind of stylistically competing with each other. So that's my thought is that you really want to be... um, stylistically cohesive with this piece. Otherwise, these knobs are going to stick out like little sore thumbs. The other thing, and even though this is kind of a different thing, but I mentioned earlier kitchen cabinets. A lot of times kitchen cabinets or even a vanity drawer or a desk drawer does not have a pull. I'm sorry, a knob. Instead, it has a pull. And a pull is a handle, right? Oftentimes, it's U-shaped. Oftentimes, there's two holes right, where this pull is going to be in. And when you're changing out pulls, you have a little bit more homework to do. You still want to make sure it matches the style of the piece. You still want to make sure that the covering for each of the holes where it touches the piece is going to fully cover up any blemishes from the previous pull. So it needs to have sort of a wide base in each of the areas where it touches the drawer face. But the other thing that you need to do is you need to open up that drawer, open up that cabinet, and measure from the center of the screw to the center of the screw. That's the actual size that will be listed when you're shopping for new pulls. A lot of times people measure the outside of the handle, right? From one edge of the handle to the other outer edge, But the problem is you don't want to be drilling new holes. You want to use the pre-existing holes and just find something that will slot in perfectly. And that's why you measure from the center of the screw to the center of the screw to replace a pull. Whereas with a knob, you know, there's only one hole. So you can rest assured that it will work well. All right, everybody. Okay, something else came to mind. I don't want to beat a dead pull horse, but I feel like I need to tell you this last thing because it drives me crazy when I see this and I see it so often. So people replace the knob, but the threaded part of the screw that's on the end of the knob that would then go through the hole is a lot longer than the drawer face. So you have all this extra kind of flathead screw sticking out beyond the back of the dresser, which means that your jewelry is going to get caught on there. Your socks are going to get caught. It's just a messy look inside. Whenever I have that kind of threaded screw that's longer than the door face that sticks out, I ask my handyman to cut that or trim that so that it doesn't look so ill-fitting. Now, nobody's going to see it except the person that opens the drawer, but it makes me uncomfortable. It looks bad, and I highly recommend that you trim it. And I happen to live in a house with a built-in vanity, and it's obvious that the knobs, you know, had that extra threading and that they did nothing with it. Even though this was totally custom and they weren't replacing it with anything that I know of, they really should have trimmed that flat-headed screw part. So that's my two cents there. I think I've told you everything I want to share about changing your knobs and pulls for today. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, beautifying your home for less, styling your home, and the fundamentals of feng shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Let's get to my next question. My next question comes from Brooklyn. Uh, I miss Brooklyn. I was just... oh. I remember what brought Brooklyn to mind. My son was having his first play date with a friend in our new state in Connecticut. His first Connecticut play date. And it was epic for us because he's been making some friends, which has been very exciting. But he has been completely resistant to having anyone over. It's a no-fly zone. We're not talking about it. It is not happening. So one of his friends invited him over this weekend and it was revelatory. You would have thought my son was going to Disney World. He lit up like a Christmas tree. He had so much fun. He was there for four hours and he came back saying, you know, maybe it'd be fun to have him over next weekend. I mean, this feels huge. This is huge. But he has a mom and a dad. And they moved from Brooklyn and we moved from Brooklyn and we lived on the same street and didn't even know it. And it brought back all these memories. My husband was grilling her on restaurants that he used to love in the neighborhood. And she was asking him about parks and it was just a mental walk down memory lane. And it really made me want to go back to Brooklyn for some great Mexican food, but also just to relive some of those fabulous memories. Anyway, Maria, you're you're making me nostalgic as well. And you have a question for me. You write, hi, Betsy. I'm a longtime listener and fan. My husband and I want to renovate our kitchen. I'm thinking of doing the same color, a Calcutta gold for the backsplash and for the countertop. Do you think that will make this kitchen look more modern? I am thinking rose gold or silver, silver handles and pulls. My husband is a plumber and wants to replace the sink with stainless steel. I'm thinking to do a black faucet as a way to mix metals. Do you like the idea of having the same backsplash and countertop like the picture I provided? Or do you recommend picking a different color for the backsplash and countertop like the other picture I'm sharing? I'm open to your thoughts about how to modernize this kitchen. Also, do you recommend sanding down the cabinets and staining them? All right, let's look. Let's look at this kitchen. So your kitchen right now, has tile countertops, very dated, those square tiles. So I'm glad you're upgrading. It also has cabinets that have sort of an inset panel that has an arc at the top. Now, even if you were to sand these, you're not going to sand away that carved in detailing. And that curve at the top makes it very transitional. So unlike the pictures you provided that have the straight shaker top panel, which is just like true, blunt line, this has some beveling and the arc, which means that it is a very transitional look. Now, these are also kind of that warmer, light cherry tone, which does look dated, So, I do think no matter what you decide, you need to paint these cabinets to update them, especially because the Calcutta gold that you're showing me, the inspiration photos that you're showing me, which are very modern farmhouse, uh, they're very contemporary lines. And so, we're going to have to really commit to that. I love your husband's idea of changing out the stainless steel sink because, well, I can't see your whole kitchen, but you know. If I was designing a kitchen today, which I do, do fairly regularly, um, I don't always love taking the countertop material all the way up, especially because you have this cool amount of wall above and around your window. And when I have that, I like to bring the tile up and it's a little bit harder to bring that marble up because you would have some big cuts. I'm open, but I just don't love a slab of marble that does have cuts. And you're going to be hard pressed to do this in one clean face, maybe just in the edges, but I don't know. I'm still a fan of backsplash tile because it breaks things up a little bit. Uh, But it's not a deal breaker for me. So you could go ahead and do either one put the Calcutta gold on the countertops as well as the backsplash, or choose a different backsplash tile. I am open. The one thing I think is non negotiable is painting these cabinets. Also, you have this little wooden valance that's hiding the light above the window. That has got to go. That looks so dated. It looks so 80s tastic. I would highly recommend popping that out and then changing that sort of bar light fixture that's hidden behind there, like a fluorescent bar, with just a beautiful pendant. I think that would look so much more in keeping with the style you're showing me you like. And it just looked cleaner and more contemporary. The one thing that really was a red light for me when I read your question, is the rose gold. Rose gold is trendy. There are very few options for it. You are going to look dated very quickly. And you know where else are you going to use rose gold in this kitchen? No, no, no. No rose gold. I'm down with the stainless steel, and I know that you want to incorporate the black. So if you're going to mix these metals, I highly recommend that you pick one piece that's pretty visually conspicuous, that has both tones of metal. So that might mean pendants above an island that are both silver and the black metal. That might be the pendant above the sink in front of the windows that I was referencing that would mix those two metals. But you need something in here that intentionally shows that you're marrying both metal finishes. Now, stainless steel appliances and stainless steel sink, I don't think personally that that counts as a silver element. You could go ahead and do all the other metal tones in black and then not consider it a two-tone finished space, even though you have stainless steel. For instance, in my kitchen, I have a stainless steel uh, fridge. I have a zinc sink, which reads as silver. And then I have a silver stove, But the colors in there, the metals, are an antique bronze and a gold. And they're two-tone. And I've used that two-tone finish in a big, leafy pendant above the Eden kitchen table. And then I've got these glass lanterns that are the oil-rubbed bronze above the island. So you can avoid the stainless steel altogether. But if you're going to be considering it a metal, you need one place that has both tones. All right. I think I've answered all your questions. Let me just review here. Yeah. You know, you're never going to have a truly contemporary kitchen as long as you keep these cabinet doors. It's always going to read transitional because of the arc. So you definitely want to make sure that your choices are somewhat transitional and not uber contemporary, not super geometric because it's going to feel out of place. We do need to incorporate a little bit of curve, even if it's very clean and very contemporary okay, I think I've given you as much advice as I have for you, Maria. And one day I'll be walking around Brooklyn. We'll probably pass each other on the sidewalk or I'll peer up because I love to look in these beautiful brownstones and maybe I'll pass by your kitchen one of these days. All right, everyone. It's been great talking to you again this week. I can't wait to catch up again next week. I'm going to start lining up some interesting interviews. We're going to mix things up a little bit. But that does not mean you should not be sending in your questions. You can go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. And there you can fill out a form to submit your question. You can become a premium member, which helps to sustain this podcast and keep us on the air. And then, of course, you get access to all the bonus episodes from so many years. So you'll just have a treasure trove of content waiting for you, and you'll be supporting us, for which I am very grateful. Guys, keep those questions coming in, and have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.